Let us pray. Give thanks to Yahweh, for He is good, for His loving kindness endures forever. Let the redeemed by Yahweh say so, whom He has redeemed from the hand of the adversary. Psalm 107, verses 1 and 2. Dear Lord, Your kindness is enduring and Your redemption is final. Show me what it means to belong to You and express Your heart to others. Teach me to walk in the light of Your truth so that I rely on You to overcome all difficulties in my path. Thank You for giving me everything I need for life and godliness in Jesus. Thank You that I can experience eternal life with You even here and now. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Now discover the profound intricacies of Scripture through Pray.com's podcast, The Heartbeat of Faith, with Dr. Andrew Farley. Stay tuned after this quick word from our sponsors. Does your money stretch as far as it used to? Most likely no. Here's why. It took 200 years for the U.S. to print its first $5 trillion. Today, Washington has done that in just three years. The problem? Every new dollar makes each of your dollars worth less. Our sponsor, Birch Gold Group, has helped tens of thousands of Americans protect their IRAs or 401ks from the dollar's loss in value with physical gold and silver. Now you can too. Get a free info kit on gold right now by texting the word HEARTBEAT to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the BBB, you're in good hands with Birch Gold. So get your no-cost, no-obligation info kit now by texting HEARTBEAT to the number 989898. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Like a debtor who could not pay, we found ourselves captive to sin. And unable to free ourselves, the wages of sin was death, and the price of buying our freedom was the life of Jesus. And with that, I heard the voice of Jesus saying to all who are on the earth, Come to me, all you who thirst. Behold, I am coming soon. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. How could we, so lost and enslaved to sin, be brought perfectly close to a holy God? Hello, I'm Dr. Andrew Farley with today's episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. Every day, our aim is to peruse the greatest stories ever told to tap into the heartbeat of faith. Today, we begin a deep dive into the character and mission of Jesus— We'll take the next few episodes to see shadows and whispers of Him in the Old Testament. Ultimately, Jesus is the hero of Scripture. Today, we'll learn that He is the ultimate Redeemer promised throughout the Bible. 
The echoes of his coming are heard as early as Genesis 3, when humanity was at its lowest. God looked to the serpent and said, Because of this, you are cursed to crawl and eat dust for the rest of your days. One day I will make things right, and a son of Eve will come and you will bruise his heel, but he will crush your head. This would be the foreshadowing of Jesus coming to put an end to evil on the cross. In Genesis, after the serpent deceived the first humans, God promised redemption through the son of Eve. That prophecy was the first foreshadowing of Jesus, who would defeat sin on the cross. Like a debtor who couldn't pay, we found ourselves captive to sin and unable to free ourselves. The wages of sin was death, and the price to buy back our freedom was the life of Jesus. Through the cross and resurrection, Jesus paid the debt we owed and enabled us to be united with his resurrection life in order to live forever with him. Pictures of God's redemptive work through Jesus are found throughout the Bible. Our biblical sagas explore one of those stories through the life of Ruth, who needed a kinsman redeemer to provide for her and her mother-in-law. Therefore, Boaz was given permission to marry Ruth and redeem her. Boaz did his best to remain composed and hide his excitement. Very well, I shall redeem her, Boaz said. The two men laughed, and Boaz and Ruth began to make arrangements for their wedding. The time had come, and all of Bethlehem was there to witness the union of Ruth and her redeemer Boaz. Boaz watched as his bride Ruth approached the altar. She was beautiful, despite her brokenness. Ruth looked at her redeemer and groom Boaz. He was strong yet gentle and worthy of her devotion. The two of them were married and experienced the bliss and unity of marriage. Together they conceived a child and named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David, Israel's king. Boaz and Ruth's marriage was but a thread in the greater tapestry of God's marvelous plan. One day there would be another wedding of sorts. The imperfect and broken bride would stand before her strong and gentle Redeemer. A beautiful picture that reflected a greater truth was unfolding. A picture of God's love and redemption for His people and their loving devotion to Him in return. Ruth toiled and worked hard to provide for herself, but it wasn't sustainable. She needed redemption. In the same way, we work and struggle for salvation to no avail. Ultimately, we also need redemption. Jesus is our kinsman redeemer, just like Boaz was for Ruth. Their marriage represents the relationship and union we're invited to with Jesus. The love story between Ruth and Boaz is not the only image of redemption we see in the Bible. God asked a prophet named Hosea to marry a prostitute named Gomer. Hosea was faithful to her, but she was unfaithful to him. She gave herself to other lovers and betrayed him countless times. Her habitual adultery eventually led her to becoming enslaved. Hosea looked at his wife being auctioned off as property, and a choice stood before him. 
Does he leave her to the consequences of her actions? Or does he buy her back? Yahweh said to me, Go again, love a woman loved by another and an adulteress, even as Yahweh loves the children of Israel, though they turn to other gods and love cakes of raisins. So I bought her for myself for fifteen pieces of silver and a homer and a half of barley. I said to her, You shall stay with me many days. You shall not play the prostitute, and you shall not be with any other man. I will also be so toward you. For the children of Israel shall live many days without king, and without prince, and without sacrifice, and without sacred stone, and without ephod or idols. Afterward the children of Israel shall return, and seek Yahweh their God, and David their king, and shall come with trembling to Yahweh and to his blessings in the last days. Hosea 3, 1 through 5. God prompted Hosea to repurchase his wife from slavery to represent what he would do for us through Jesus. Although we all start out enslaved to sin, God selflessly pursues each of us and buys us back. Jesus is our Redeemer. Just as Ruth and Boaz were unified through marriage and Gomer was brought into the loving arms of her husband despite being unfaithful, Jesus brings us to himself like a bride to her groom. An angel stood behind me as I watched. He held my hand and said, Come, I will show you the bride of the Lamb, the one who is redeemed. So I was taken up again to see the new city. Its radiance was like a rare jewel. It had a great and mighty wall with twelve gates, and the names of the twelve tribes of Israel and the twelve apostles of Christ were inscribed on its walls and gates. Its streets were like gold and fine jewels, and its gates were as pure as pearls. There was no temple, for the glory of God was among the people. There was no need for the sun or moon, since the glory of God gave it light. I saw a society with people giving honor to God and basking in the light of His goodness. The angel then showed me a river of living water. It was flowing from the throne of God. On one side of the river was a great city, and on the other was the tree of life. Its leaves gave healing, and its fruit fed the nations. The people of God met him face to face. They dwelled with him and reigned with him, creating good things for his glory. And with that, I heard the voice of Jesus saying to all who are on the earth, Come to me, all you who thirst. Behold, I am coming soon. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Thus ends the great story of God given to mankind. It is not a story of man ascending to perfection or enlightenment. It is not a story of good people doing good things, nor is it a story to teach moral behavior. No, it is the story of a loving God who pursues a broken and far-off people. It is a story of a loving husband that courts his bride. It is a story of a shepherd who goes after his lost sheep. 
the story of God brings hope to all who feel lost, lonely, and trapped in their sin. It points to a loving and merciful Savior who will lay down His life to save those He loves. The Bible is the story of Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. Follow the podcast so you can learn the Bible in this inspiring and entertaining way. Don't forget to download the Pray.com app. And for more encouragement in God's grace, visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org.